once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you. Episode number 71 of And Now the Good News, our weekly look at the good news stories that have made it onto my desk. I want to get started this week with a quick report from a think tank called Climate Action Tracker. And what they have determined is that if every country which has made a net zero carbon emissions pledge in alignment with the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement, uh, those targets are for 2050. If all of those countries fulfill that, then we should be under 2.1 degrees Celsius increase in temperature. Now, that means a lot because at 2.7 degrees, uh, then we're getting really, really close to the three-degree threshold that they say could cause major catastrophic events across the planet. America pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement in the last few years, looking to get back in, I believe. The news is good, though. We're making progress. We're doing the work that's necessary to make progress. And sometimes that work uh, might cost us a little more. There's an island in China that has banned all disposable plastics and are really working to ramp up biodegradable substitutes. Now this includes all plastic polymer food containers, forks, drink cups, knives, straws, plastic bags, packaging bags, and other items that are not biodegradable no longer being sold at major establishments like supermarkets, hospitals, government, state-owned buildings. This goes a long way. It's part of a pilot project that the Chinese government is doing uh, to create a national ecological civilization pilot zone. And uh, by 2025, China expects to effectively control plastic pollution entering the ocean, entering landfills, and littering the beaches. This is a five-year plan, hopes to establish a complete plastics management system and replace with biodegradable plastics or plastic substitutes across the country. Little bits, everyone doing their part, and everybody's better for it. Here's an interesting story I found. Now, what happened here is a couple of fathers sort of got into a little bit of a, you know, a flexing competition over who was making the best cookie, who had the best cookies. And uh, <laughs> so uh, this happened in Pennsylvania. Scott McKenzie and his friend Jeremy Ulrich found themselves embroiled in what can be, you know, considered a cookie war and started making cookies. Well, it all starts taking off. A competition ensues. One of Ulrich's uh, former students, Rachel Kyle gets involved. Uh, Rachel ends up being the winner of the whole contest. Uh, and the best part is they had this great cookie bake-off. All the cookies are donated 
to essential workers throughout the area. It also births a, uh, they called it Cookies for Caregivers, was the event they called it. And all in all, baked over 15,000 cookies. 1,300 dozen. Over 15,600 individual cookies which found their ways into the hands of first responders and frontline workers and essential workers. Congratulations one and all. What a great, great way to share the love. Baking some cookies. Here's another interesting story. Gentlemen went hiking in upstate New York. Gary and his wife Debbie Morgan and lost track of their pup, of their dog. And here's a great story. Seems a pup dog, a puppy dog, named Meadow went wandering away from his home in New York State, upstate New York. Parents and uh, owners Gary and Debbie. And here's another interesting story. It seems that uh, a puppy dog named Meadow, a pale-coated golden retriever, went missing uh, near her home in upstate New York. Now her owners, Gary and Debbie, put up reward posters and deal, you know, detailing what was going on. And it, they weren't having any luck finding the pup. So a, a drone pilot, Brian James, ends up coming to the rescue. And Brian knew there was a storm coming. So he took his drone out into the woods where they had last seen the, the dog and uh, took his drone up in the air and starts flying around and starts recording and finds what he believes is the dog. So records the coordinates real quick from his drone camera Drives over, uh, takes a little bit to coax the dog into his vehicle, but yep, there's Meadow. And uh, and everybody's saved, <laughs> and Meadow's returned to his family. Uh, I mean, what a great story. Just flying a drone and able to pick up the pup, missing and lost in the woods. Congratulations. Thank you, Brian, for doing your work. Welcome, Gary and And, you know, Brian was able to coax Meadow into his car and get him back to Debbie and Brian and help them and get him back to Gary and Debbie and make sure that Meadow got home safe. Congratulations, Brian. Good work. Thanks for doing and being a great experience. Thanks, Brian. Great work. Thanks for being on the planet and doing what you do to make everybody's life a little bit better. Good work, sir. And here's another one of those interesting stories. A Dutch man has invented a coffin that turns bodies into mushrooms. And he says we are nutrients, not waste. Bob Hendricks, a bio designer from the University of Delft, created the living cocoon. Now it is made from growing mycelium around a coffin-shaped frame. If you're not aware, mycelium is the part of the mushroom we can't see. It's that fibrous network 
it's become very popular in alternative packaging and uh, and shipping containers and such. And uh, he also kind of Hendrix referred to this as nature's recycler. And uh, doesn't take long, less expensive than a traditional casket. We're not putting metal and plastic and hardware and other things into the ground. And the whole thing eventually decomposes. Three to four years and complete decomposition of a human body buried in one of these caskets. I'll leave the story and let you to do a little more work if you want to find out more. Uh, definitely feels like, hey, we're returning to the earth. Might as well actually return to the earth and do some good. We're not here anyway. Just body at that point. Here's a great story. Now, we all know the, the joke, or maybe not, but many of you know the joke about a Florida man. Just do a Google search for Florida man. But here's one that's going to change all of that. Corey Schneider recognized it was time to let go of a car that he had. It was his late grandmother's car. It was a 97 Ford Crown Victoria. Looks like a cop car. About 100,000 miles on it. Uh, all driven by grandma. And didn't know what to do with it. So we put out a post and asked who really needed it. Well, through his sifting, through all the, the, all the calls and all the posts and all the responses that he got, he decided to choose through the, those and picked a 31-year-old substitute teacher named Mark Shelby. Shelby had suffered a, a wreck of his own recently. His vehicle was totaled, living with his mom, trying to recuperate from his, his injuries. So one Florida man doing a good deed for another Florida man. And then along comes a third Florida man, Marcel Gruber. Marcel decides he wants to add to the gesture and puts four $100 bills into the car's glove compartment. Help to pay for the registration, insurance, incidentals, things like that. People helping people. In this time, in this era of what we're living through on planet Earth, right now more than ever, it's time for people to help people. And that's what's happening. And I am so incredibly excited to continue to hear these types of stories. People helping each other. Sometimes it's strangers and sometimes it's people that are the, the most near and dear to us. Tyrus Lazusex. I know I didn't pronounce that properly, Tyler. My apologies. Uh, Tyler's father, Patrick, is, uh, was a U.S. Army commander and is suffering from PTSD. Patrick also served in Iraq in 2007. And, uh, and the PTSD would get to be too much, especially at night. He resorted to pills and alcohol, and things were not going very well. Until his son, Tyler, had this idea. And Tyler was a senior in college, and he entered a hackathon the idea was to figure out a way to help his dad. He put together a team. They programmed a smart watch to detect the onsite of night terrors based on the wearer's heart rate and movement. Then the app would create enough stimulation via vibration 
to pull the person out of the deep REM cycle, but allow sleep to continue. Tyler's tests on his watch, on his father, went through normal trial and error, but he eventually perfected everything, and his father started to see marked results. An investor purchased the rights to the app. It's called Nightwire. Last month, the Food and Drug Administration approved the app, and it's available on the Apple Watch currently. No word here if it's coming to uh, Android or not. But it is also moving through the process of being able to be prescribed by the VA. So from those that are suffering from PTSD and night tremors, there is help on the horizon. Grab your Apple Watch and head on over. Check out Nightware. I'll make sure to leave links in the show notes so you can find direct access to this. And I leave links to all of our stories in the show notes so you can check this out and share these stories and this show with your friends. Here's one of those ones. It's like, really? How's this happen? How does this happen? Now, I don't know if you've ever had someone pay in advance for you, maybe a coffee at a coffee shop or something at a fast food restaurant or something. Well, oftentimes when people realize that the person in front has paid for them, they just pay for the person behind them. A couple weeks ago in uh, Brainerd, Minnesota, this happened for two days at a Dairy Queen. Thursday afternoon, a drive through customer offered to pay for the food of the driver behind them. That kept going, kept going. By the end of Thursday night, there was $10 left over to keep, the ch- keep it going the next morning. Someone in the community heard what was happening and called in and donated $80 to keep it happening. So that means Dairy Queen started Friday with 90 extra dollars in their till to pay forward for drive through customers. The manor, manager, Tina Jensen, said, I've had it happen where it went for that, for that like 10, 15 cars, but never like this, never for over a day. In the end, they say that nearly $10,000 worth of food was paid forward by more than 900 customers between Thursday and Saturday. I'm wondering if the guy that broke the chain just didn't have anybody behind him. It didn't strike him. It didn't strike, it didn't strike them to say, hey, there's nobody by it. Our last story for the day. Another Florida man, Stuart B., went out sailing, had a 32-foot pleasure boat, the Stingray, and went missing off... Port Canaveral uh, Marina. Now there was an intensive search. Everything's well. There's some the, the way this whole story happens. You've been listening to and now this the good man, news. Stewart, a part of ends the up new thought to the bottom of his network, boat, available exclusively. Is able to flag down radio. Join us. Patreon.com. The Angeles forward slash New Thought Radio. The Angeles crew is able to pull the board inspiring and they couldn't exactly turn and head to Florida they had to keep it going the way they were going so Stuart made a trip with them and stayed with them and continued up the east coast of the United States landed in Wilmington Delaware 
Stewart's quote was, they're just the nicest people ever. His quote regarding the men that saved him. What an incredible outcome. He was 86 miles from shore. 86 miles from shore, clinging on to his boat, which he capsized. In the picture here, you can see it in his eyes. The man is so incredibly grateful that this merchant ship was able to see him. Glad you're with us. Glad you're with us, Stuart. All right, folks. That's the good news for this week. I'll be back again next week with more good news stories. And if you have anything you'd like us to cover or learn about a good news story that you think we should tell everybody about, well then, hey, send us an email. Goodnews at ntmedia.org. I'm Reverend Robert. Until next time, thanks for being with us. Peace and blessings.